This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, good morning. Today's class is in the Rufu Shulema of Rachel Baleam, also sponsored by Shoshana Abrams. And Hatzlacha for Moshe Dov Halevi Ben Elena Miriam. Also, this class is sponsored for Leunish Zechel Nishmat, Yachmadiel Magadalia, Esther Titi Badrina, Enzian Benema, Rafur Shulema, Rav Shalom Ben Yavne, and Rav Daniel Ben Sara. Success of Yukotel Yehuda, Mordechai Ben Gittel Rifka for success and to find the Zivok. Success in your Shemayim, Volishav Anavah, Gadi Elvin Elishav Ashefan, Elishav and Reina, Malkab Batov Basha, and Emmet Ben Ben, and Emmet Ben Elisheva. Also, this class, one more sponsor. Uh, one more sponsor. It's also anonymous for help with troubles and Hashem's protection, as well as marriage, happiness, success in Parnassa. All right, great, great concept. Please share and, and, and rate the podcast, both on Apple and Spotify, if you can. It helps. And God willing, this Thursday night, we're going to be at the National Hotel for Singles Only, 25 to 45, for a little... Um, God willing, a great speech on on getting to the one, attracting the one, becoming the one. Bezrat Hashem. All right. Great concepts today. Um, we're going to take a book from Rav Yossi Katz on Rav Nachman's, uh, Rabbi Nachman's uh, Lekutu Halachas. Lekutu Halachas is probably, a, a, it's, a, it's an unbelievable concept. What Rav, Rav Nachman did, Rav Nachman was the main disciple of Rav Nachman. What he did is he basically took a simple halacha and he really, really blew it out of proportion. Like he just expanded on it, right? And he's going to take concepts today that is very, very connected. We speak about today very, very importantly. Uh, a lot of people have fear ayin hara. A lot of people fear the evil eye. A lot of people fear things bad things are going to come to them. And what? Where is that coming? Where is that all coming from? Where Where are all these fallen fears coming from? Practically, is when we are not connected to the source. Okay, for example, if I believe that the government's giving me the contract and I don't recognize it's God's giving me the contract through the government, or if I believe in the doctor instead of being believing in God through the source, then that's, that's where all the fears come from. That's where all the paranoia comes from, is where we fail to connect everything back to its source. You're going to see this beautifully, and where exactly can we, can, can we actually rectify this? So just understand that everything at the end of the day, you should really be not, even if things don't work out, you know, you're in business. Things didn't work out. You tried, didn't work out. You should just be as, just as happy as things did not work out. You could tell me, Gedal, you're delusional. No, I'm not delusional. Because at the end of the day, if you're connected to the source, you'll recognize it was not meant to work out. And there was a lesson for it not to work out. You know, many times, I never forget this. Um, there was one time where I lost money on something. And I recognized, wow, if I would have made money on that situation, I would have invested double on another situation that I would have got, lost double. So sometimes losing itself is actually a tremendous, tremendous favor in heaven. And the key to all of this is to recognize you have to just connect everything back to its source. If you connect it to the source, you cannot fall below. If something happens, it's meant to be. You make it obvious. We're not talking about laziness here. Like yesterday, I spoke to somebody. You know, he's asking for Hail Mary passes. I need a segula for this. I need a segula for this. I need a segula for this. And the guy's not working. No, you need to go to work. You need to go to work. <laughs> you need to go to work. You need to create a vessel. 
So we're not asking we're not asking for hail marys here, but we're, we're we're recognizing the importance of being connected above, connecting to the source. If you're connected to the source, you have no problems. If you're not connected to the source, you have a ton of problems. Where did this all begin? Rav Nelson says it absolutely beautifully. He says in in the in Garnadin, in what did they have? They had absolutely everything in the world that they could possibly imagine. All they had to do is not eat from one tree. And what happens on Rosh Hashanah? What are we celebrating? The world being recreated. The world being created. Man and woman were, were created. On Rosh Hashanah, the world was created unlike a current existence. Everything was were originally created to be created maintenance fee. But what happened? Adam and Chava were in the garden. And instead of Adam influencing Chava and telling her, listen, you, you know, the snake's talking to you. Don't listen to the snake. It doesn't have your best intentions. Eve said, oh, the snake told the Chava, oh, he just doesn't want you to be like him. He doesn't want a competitor. So Eve's ego got the, got the best of her, and that's where the sin committed. So what happens as soon as that happened, we were disconnected from the source. You're basically taking the apple from the tree. And this is a very similar case. Very, very thing. Where, where's our happiness going to today? We are too stuck on the chasing the, 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 the apple from, I'm sorry, the tree from the fruit. The process from the price. This is another problem today. If we're connected to the source itself, you would enjoy the process as much as you would enjoy, you're, you wouldn't be chasing the prize. You would enjoy the process because originally it was created, it should be a fruit bearing tree. The process and the, the fruit and the tree tasted exactly the same. So you would know the difference between achieving the goal and getting the goal. You would be so into the goal. But today, obviously, we're, we're, we have conditional happiness. If COVID goes away, if inflation goes away, if we get a new president, I'll be happy. If this happens, that itself is a problem because you're disconnected to the source. The source is being in the moment. And what he's saying here is since creation, things haven't changed. We've been, we have all these kinds of blessings in our life, material, spiritual. Our job is to bring everything back to the source. So you have a beautiful watch, use the watch to go to shul. Uh, use the watch to wake up for Hatzot. You have a beautiful car, go drive the car to, to synagogue. Elevate those sparks in those things. Don't take credit for them. Have beautiful things. You can have it, but elevate those things back to the source. You, you, you work, you're, you're in great shape. Use, you need tremendous shape in order to, to wake up early and to, to, and, and to take care of yourself. You don't need to use the muscles to get 155 compliments. Use that energy properly. When you create it, when you create it and connect it to the source, you really can't fall and nobody can harm you because at the end of the day, it's coming from the source. So this is why we say, before we say a deal, we always say Bizrat Hashem, and with God willing, because we're trying to connect to the source. We're very worried because there's a fine line between success and ego, that you think the success is yours. And this is where arrogance takes place and arrogance is ultimately disconnecting to the source. It says, I'm the cause. So this is why at the end of the day, you know, we shouldn't be so bothered if people insult us and people say this, because if we're connected to the source, what do you care? It's all meant from Hashem. It's all coming from Hashem anyway. What do you care? Obviously, we are far from that level, and we have major issues to work on ourselves. But the main source, if you're not connected to the source, of course, you're going to have tremendous amounts of anxiety and depression, because you're going to start relying on people. And if you start relying on people, you trust in man, what do you think, what's going to come? And this is where today, we often see that people are blessed with wealth and, and success, and yet they are farther away from the source. And you should see it completely uh, opposite. 
and where he takes this, and we're going to take two, two Torahs from this, which is beautiful. If you take the word Tishrei, the word Tishrei means out of order. The month of Tishrei is Tarshach, out of order. We are born into this world out of order, and our job is to bring godliness into this world and bring godliness into everything. That's your mission. That everything you do, every success you have, God made you a perfect, a good speaker, use it properly. But always recognize the source is coming from God. If God made you a perfect writer, take always rec- recognize it's coming from God. It means if you have a bad day, it's not a time to lose your self-esteem. If I have a bad speech, well, maybe I was focusing too much on the crowd and not focusing on the source. That is the key. You got to connect back to the source. That is the key to everything. If your relationships work, God, everything. If you connect back to the source, that is the energy that you have. Oh, we're losing energy because we're, we're trying to control the process. We're trying to control things. We're trying to, we want it our way instead of just surrendering to the ultimate will. And this is exactly what we do on Rosh Hashanah. We were talking about, yesterday we spoke about what? Alignment, connecting to the source, connecting to the source. And it's an alignment issue. If you're aligned above, that means you accept whatever heaven gives you. You're connected to the source. If it's a failure, that's also good. That's also good. Everything coming from the source, you have to believe it's good. But if you think it's your job, if you fail, then forget it. Then you're gonna, you're gonna. Not only do you, you're, you're gonna disconnect from the source, but you're gonna be yelling at the at the source itself. You're gonna be angry at God, etc. This is where we have a very immature relationship with our Creator, because when things go great, we say thank God. But when things don't go good, we get depressed and we get sad or we get anxious and we we check out. This is very childish behavior, and we have to graduate from the second grade. You have to get you, you have to increase your consciousness because otherwise things are gonna get really, really rough out there. But the main thing is to recognize you have to recognize you have to connect to the source. If you connect to the source, there's no problem. Because if it was if you meant you were meant to succeed in it, you're gonna succeed. If you're not meant to succeed, you're not gonna succeed. So what if you tried as much as you can. Your job is to make that effort. You try as much as you can. But if it didn't work out, let it go. Let it go. Don't, staying in the past is an absolute waste of time. There's nothing to be done there. Our, our, our sages tell us, when you get out of Egypt, don't turn back. There's nothing to do there. Because the spark is already lifted in that place. And this is where our life constantly, constantly changes. And, and, Evitz, and, and Tishrei itself, this month coming up, is all about rectifying this. Rectifying this problem. Right, because we weren't connected. Eve disconnected. This is where all the all the problems begin. Is when Eve disconnected. Everything creation was created for our sake because Hashem is loving kindness. But we can maximize our benefit only when we can when the blessing is connected to the source, even materials, etc. Everything has to be connected to its source. Our parsha tells us that the curse after curse will fall the Jewish people in this parsha Kistavo, because you did not serve Hashem with joy and a happy heart. When everything was abundant. What? What do you mean? <laughs> it makes no sense. When everything was abundant, when you had everything, you didn't serve Hashem with happiness. What in the world could cause such a problem? Arrogance. Thinking it's yours. It's yours. And that is a message that we all have to understand. That, you know, one thing, luckily, I was very fortunate to, to have nothing and to be able to give tzedakah and be able to... My, and my, my whole life changed and I recognize it's all from the source so that taught me 
the greatest thing is sometimes to fall. So you recognize <laughs> it's all from the source. If it's going to be blessed, it'll be blessed. If it's not, it's not. And that'll allow you to let go. And this is why we constantly have to wash our hands. The constant message of washing our hands. He takes this halacha from the washing of the hands itself. Because the hands itself are the problem. The hands is my strength. This is a constant message. But on Rosh Hashanah itself, you are surrendering and you're saying, God is great. All you want to do is connect to the source. That is your main intention. I just want to connect to the source. Same thing when you go dating, etc. All you want to do, if you connect to the source, you'll get the signal. But if there's no source, there's no sing- signal. Another beautiful concept, which is pretty much that's the exact same thing, all relating to Rosh Hashanah. This concept of surrendering to everything that's good. King David says, unless Hashem builds a house, its builders have toiled in vain. It makes no sense. Unless Hashem builds a house, its builders have toiled in vain. So it's telling you here that you can build a house and you will not be successful if it's not blessed. Whatever you do in life, you could do it. But if it doesn't have a blessing to it, it doesn't mean you're going to be successful in that. And this is something where, you know, where we think if we, as long as we work hard enough and, and, and work 2,700 hours a day, that's going to lead you to success. Absolutely not. It's not true. Believe me, I gambled my way. I, I, I worked all night to throw parties in South Beach and I lost it all through gambling. So I, I know what it is. That's not, not true. It's, it's, it's if you're connected to the source, you will see a blessing. And how do you really connect to the source? You think about charity. You think about where, what charity can you give when you start making this money. You, you recognize that the business is just a channel for the charity. Then you're really, really connected to it. Charity is the, one of the greatest ways to bring everything back to, to the oneness. Because you're, 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 you're just a channel. You know, Hashem gives you a house, all you have to do is put a mezuzah. You understand? You're bringing everything back to the source. This is why our, this is what our, our job is to do this. And then you'll see any areas that you're not succeeding in is because you have not brought that area back to the source. You, you, you have a fear, you have a, um, you question the source and you're not elevating back to the source. I'm not saying every situation, but if you recognize that, also, how do you bring something to a source? You pray for it. If you pray for it. If I have a trouble in my life and I don't see it happening well and I'm, I have all kinds of confusions, what do I need to do? Bring it back to the source. That's where the answer is. Building a house alludes to man's completing a mission in this world. Since Adam sinned, the sparks of goodness have been scattered. We know that God created purposely. He created way too much light in the world, shattered everywhere. That created the, the sparks to go everywhere. Man's job is to lift those sparks in particular areas according to soul and mission, etc. You know, sometimes you'll see the Jews in 1492. They were in Spain. No more sparks. America. There's a constant shift in Cuba. There's, there used to be tons of Jews. No more sparks. Everybody got out of there. Venezuela, Colombia. You know, there's so many of these South American countries that were flourishing. And next thing you know, they're gone like nothing. Like the India, there was Jews. Like nothing. Now, the, now there's, there's probably some sparks in Dubai that have to be elevated. But at the end of the day, you could see, you could see this. You could see Jews, Jews don't stay in certain places for so long. They go, conquer, bye-bye. Poland, go, conquer, bye-bye. Because there's certain sparks that have to be elevated. Egypt, we did, we did what we had to do. No more sparks. Get out. Same thing. Sometimes you're in a marriage. The spark is gone. Physically and literally. The spark is gone. You get pulled to go to another person. Sometimes, it's funny how we say the spark is gone. Wow, it's very deep. Because the spark is gone. 
There's not, nothing left to do in that spark, in that mission. There's another mission. Never thought of it that way. But that's, you know, you, why do you decide to get a new car sometimes? You know, from nothing says, because there's every new thing that has a new spark. You decide to go to a new neighborhood. You decide to go to a new house. We all have to collect on an individual level these sparks in our lives. And this is why there's so much change. You know, there's a lot of change. You see the constant changing. You know, people were, COVID caused people to come to Florida. Maybe there's more sparks in Florida that need to be elevated. Who knows? There's always that mission of sparks. Spark seekers. That's what we all are. So, but remember, the whole concept is, is to bring everything back to, to God. So what he's saying here is something beautiful. He's saying here that we could, this paradox is a relationship between milk and meat. While both of them are kosher, right? Somehow, but if you, they're both kosher separately. But if you combine them, they're not kosher, right? We're not allowed to mix milk and meat, right? Why? Because when you're slaughtering an animal, you have to physically, you're physically doing the work. You're shepherding the animal, you're doing this, you're salting, etc. But milk requires no work. Squeeze, the milk is good. Because that's chesed from above. That's the kindness from above, where the meat is the work from below. The meat is the man's work, but the, the milk, it's funny how milk refers to the concept of kindness. But the meat is gevura. You have to, you have, we got cursed that we have to work. But you have to understand the combination between both of them. That you can't mix them. Don't think that you're the one creating the milk. You're, you have to make the effort, but at the end of the day, the milk comes from above. Everything comes from above. The chesed comes from above. Milk symbolizes Hashem's involvement in the process. Without it, we would never be successful. But meat represents we have to also work because we have to create the spark. So you have to work. You have to do hishtadlut. The Mesila Yisharim says in chapter 21, and he says that your job in life is to pay a tax. You have to pay a tax. That's the, that's the curse. You have to pay some kind of tax. You have to work. You have to pay some kind of tax. But that doesn't mean that tax is for that business. You could spend six months on one deal, and in two months you can close another deal in two seconds. The illusion of time and space is just in our imagination. We're thinking, oh my God, and this is all the time. I can't be in another relationship. I was just out of a relationship for two years. It's going to take me another two years. Where are you getting those numbers from? This is all your imagination that's taking place. And this is what causes the biggest problem in our life, is we're thinking, oh my God, we failed in this. I don't have the strength to go back into another one. Who says it's going to be just as hard? Maybe you've already learned the tools on the first one. You're thinking it's your hands, again. But when God, believing in God is believing in renewal and believing that every single day can be brand new. And he says this concept goes even deeper. He says that how in the world can God constantly watch us sin and constantly forgive us constantly? Because he tells us here that Teshuvah was created before the world, which is a very deep concept. That means... God knew you were going to sin and you were going to fall a million times. So he purposely created the Shuva before the world. And where does he get this beautiful analogy from? Where does he get this, which is beautiful? And he's saying here, and you, where do you know this? You know this from the, from, from the story of Egypt, right? This, the Jews, they fell into horrific slavery, right? Because they were in a very low level. But at the end of the day, that string-boarded redemption. So if it wasn't for the slavery and the, and the, and the hardship, that where do you have this... The redemption. On Rosh Hashanah, we dip an apple in the honey. Honey is the ultimate paradox. It's a kosher food, but it comes from a non-kosher animal, which is a bee. But their byproduct is completely kosher. 
On Rosh Hashanah, we pray that Hashem will reveal His kindness and usher the Mashiach. And the Mashiach's role in this world is to teach us the power of teshuva and assisting us in the power of recreating and rectifying the world. This is the idea of honey. It's transforming something forbidden, which is a sin, into something ultimately that's sweet and pure. Very similar to what we spoke about yesterday. Right? Like the Baal Shem Tov says. First we have to submission, diagnose the issue. Then we have to surrender, right? And separate ourselves from the issue, right? We are different. And then we have to sweeten the issue to recognize that the issue was really part of the, the growth. As we contemplate the greatness of Hashem, we are eagerly motivated to do tshuva. Hashem will see our willingness and our misdeeds and mistakes will be transformed into the honey itself. So this is exactly what the honey represents. It's a non-kosher animal, but the sweetness comes out. And this is where all of our lives, you'll recognize this and you will have this issue in your life, that you'll have, the you'll have situations that were not too kosher, but they ultimately brought you to, to, to spirituality. They ultimately brought you to a higher consciousness. This is why it's very, very important. I was reading a little bit about handling a crisis and you know, David Hawkins says something beautiful. He says, when you're going through a crisis, normally our job is, we, we just want to avoid pain. So what he says is, is say, give me more of it, give me more of it, give me more pain. Because when, you, when you're running away from pain, you, you never get that spiritual awakening. But when you're running into the pain, you're actually taking a very a, a catastrophic event and, you, and you're using that experience to ultimately surrender. So which is, a, which is a very, it completely makes no sense. But it does make sense because at the end of the day, it's, it's only the running away from the pain is what's causing the, the you, you're not turning that experience to, a, to, a, to a, an unbelievable amount of light. So again, the most important part of this thing is you can remember, if you connect it to the source, that is the key to all of the stress and all the things. We're, we're stressed because we're controlling, we're worried, it's, heaven is going to bless it, it's going to bless it. But you sometimes have to allow heaven to bless you, and you have to get the heck out of the way. If you're so controlling in life, you cannot, there's no room for, for your creator because you're too busy controlling it. So you have to get out of the way. You have to do something, you have to do your hishtadlu, do what you need to do, go to work, do your business, and then get out of the way. The getting in the way and, and, and being obsessed with the outcome and being obsessed and being upset that it doesn't go this way or doesn't go that way. This is all childish imagination that you're saying, if I can control it and if I can control it enough, if I'm careful enough, I'm not going to, I'm going to succeed. No, it's not true. It's not true. You have to believe in simplicity, do your hishtadlut and, and, and connect to the source and then you have to get out of the way. I cannot tell you how simple that advice is. I know it's hard for people because some people are hardaholics and they're so obsessed with this. But once you start recognizing that it's all just connect to the source and let go, your life will be so much easier. Even when you speak to people, you know, you're trying to help somebody, he, he doesn't want to help. You can give him your heart and then you can let go. But if you're trying to make him change because of you, then you're going to get frustrated in the process, right? You can give somebody, you can help him, give him as much as you can, and then you have to let go. You have to let him, let him absorb. But the more you're making him, oh my God, you're burning me with this headache, you're taking away from that process. So that's what our job is. Connect to the source, do what we need to do, and let go. Let go so we can get blessed. Just because it's hard doesn't mean you're doing it better. 
It means you, you're just making much harder on yourself. And I, you, you see this many times. It's funny how um, sometimes when I train with my trainer, just doing the wrong form, you're making the same exercise 10 times harder than it could be. It's the wrong form. And I'm like, oh, I didn't recognize that. But what we're trying to muck in life, we try to muscle things, you know, with our arms. But if you just let the swing and you let go and you just let go, you, you'll see the, the momentum does its thing. So let's, let's embrace the process, connect to the source, and let go. Have a great day. Yeah,